Okay, welcome to the Farm Story Podcast. I'm your storyteller, Anna Helmer, and I'm um, going to be reading my article from the Country Life in BC magazine from March 2023, keeping in mind that I write these things about a month before they actually get printed. So, like, I wrote it two months ago. I don't know why that matters, but I don't know. There you go. That's the dealio. Um, and it's spring right now, definitely, or today, I should say. I don't know if it's going to stay spring for very long. We'll see. Definitely not trusting the weather anymore. I'm sorry, weather, but you have lost my trust. Um, it's going to take a decade of summers where it doesn't go over 35 to regain um, any faith I have. And that's just not happening. So um, I don't trust the weather. I don't know what it's going to do. Maybe it's never going to rain again. Maybe it's going to get really cold. And then it's going to get really hot for the rest of the summer. I don't know. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Okay, so here's this um, article. Okay. The farmyard is in its annual seasonally induced irritating stage. This is a topic not often mused upon in the annals of farm lore. Farmyards have a certain horribly stereotypical, charming cachet. It's all about friendly dogs, patches of lawn, antique equipment, and cameo chickens. The whole scene is meant to carry the promise of sociable company, wholesome pursuits, and the winsome likelihood of freshly baked rolls with lunch. Let me be among those who tell the truth. The farmyard is more often a scene of frenetic activity, unsightly messes, and hidden, hospitably busy people. And in the early spring, there's mud. Let's begin with the driveway, a mud-covered, icy and rutted, dirty snowbank chute. The entrance off the highway is indicated by moldy old skis wrapped in green flagging tape, poked lopsided into the snow. There was a low split cedar rail fence until recently when it got blown into the ditch by the snowblower that also blew the farm stand signs to pieces. The signs have been patched up, but the rails of the fence poke out here and there, lining the ditch. As the snow melts, the whole scene looks increasingly chaotic. Navigating the driveway, you encounter the driveway dog, who thinks it's great fun to gamble out to meet the moving vehicles, timing his arrival for the very last vehicle-bucking pothole. The front porch dog is just there, barking a repeated greeting. They converge on the arriving vehicle, and usually they don't paw the driver's door or window unless you're particularly slow to exit. Once finished with the greeting, they return to random hysterical barking jags whenever they see a crow. You've likely parked under a tree that's filled with little birds, so your vehicle will be peppered with poop and you're surrounded by even more expansive puddles, deeper mud, and underlying ice. There are also crowing roosters, bussing chickens, and languidly pooping ducks, the barking dogs I have mentioned. Conversation is difficult enough before the three roosters get to crowing. There are currently three big, loud, flamboyantly feathered ones hatched on the farm and as yet undispatched. Their presence makes the small flock of chickens seem like a veritable herd, as everywhere you look there is a chicken getting away from a rooster. You notice that the chickens outwit them quite easily, and chickens are not very smart. Roosters are less smart. For added effect this year, the large oak tree is dropping its leaves everywhere. Many deciduous trees have failed to drop leaves in the conventional time period allocated to leaf dropping, which I think has something to do with the enormous stress of the hot summer and fall. The massive oak leaves splatter the dirty snow and make a slimy sort of mash in the puddles and on the ice. 
Proceeding on foot, you'll now be dirty. It's unavoidable. You must accept this situation and not wear anything but your most dirt-friendly clothes. It's very slippery. Packed snow is turning to ice with every daily freeze-thaw cycle. You will find that the rubber soles of your new winter boots are terrible in these conditions. They seem excellent at keeping your shins warm for some reason, but your toes will be cold and you can't trust your grip. They cost a lot of money and that's irritating too. And now what joy, it's time to wash and sort potatoes outside. This is your own fault. You are the one who thought it would be a good idea to shift the sales window away from the hot summers. It was a good idea in the middle of another 40 degree lunchtime six months ago, but it means getting damp in one degree today, fussing over an irritating farmyard and hoping that nobody comes to visit. And Homer farms and writes in the Pemberton Valley and occasionally complains about it. So there you go. I said I wasn't going to talk about the weather. And then most of that article was about the weather. But see, I wrote it a month ago. So I'd sort of forgotten that I wrote all about the weather a month ago. And this is a good reminder to not write about the weather this coming month. Because I'm about to write that article. This is a good exercise for me. I think it'll help me not repeat things too many times. Not more than a 10 or 15 times anyway sure you can handle it. All right then, um, bye for now. Have a lovely spring.